Hey friends, Livy Lynn here and welcome back to another episode of Dream to Destiny. I am so excited to introduce you all to our special guest today. We are going to be exploring some super fun topics, particularly regarding all revolving around the idea of exploring freedom in creativity. You guys are going to get to meet Emma and hear her heart and just really get an impartation of permission to dream and permission to create. So if you you are a creative. You are 100% in the right places. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, I would totally invite you to hit that subscribe button and um, check out some of our past episodes. We have so many fun creative voices that are speaking on our podcast every week, so you won't want to miss that. Also, this is our very last episode of season two, so if you've been following along for a while, we're going to be taking a break for the summer, and then we will kick things back up in the fall. All right, friends. Well, without any further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce you to Emma. Emma Fowler is a British-born, South African-raised musician, writer, and model. She currently resides in LA with her husband, Jeremy, where they are living their dreams and pursuing the desires of their hearts. Having graduated from Berklee College of Music in 2018 with a degree in songwriting and drum set performance, Emma moved to LA and became involved in various bands and projects. As you guys will hear on today's episode, she loves to immerse herself in a broad spectrum of creative activities, and if she's not in a songwriting session or a photo shoot, you can usually find her painting or daydreaming on the back porch and just taking lots of leisurely strolls on the beach in Malibu, because obviously who wouldn't love to do that? (laughs) Emma is currently working on her first solo musical release, which I'm so excited for, as well as preparing to launch her modeling career. If you'd like to connect with Emma, you can follow her on Instagram at HeyEmmaFowler to come along for the ride. friends. Well, I am so excited to have Emma with us today. We've been trying to connect for a little while, so I'm glad that our schedules finally, we were able to work things out and we're just super excited to have this conversation. Yeah. Emma has such a beautiful heart. I can't wait for y'all to hear what God has placed on her heart today. So Emma, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm really excited about the topic that we're talking about today. So I'm excited for this conversation. Awesome. So, so fun. Okay. So before we dive into everything, I would love for um, you to just give our listeners a little bit of a backstory. Like how did this all start for you? You know, your passion and your heart for music and the arts. Did it start at a young age? I know for a lot of us, that's where our dreams begin is as children. But at what point in your life did you know, like, wow, I actually think I have a gift and this is what I want to do with it. So anything you want to share about your backstory, we would love to hear. Totally. Um, well, I'm, I was born in England, but we moved to South Africa when I was two. So I grew up in Johannesburg. Okay. Um, and I feel like I started writing songs as a kid and I come from a musical family. Um, but I feel like it was normal. Like all my friends, you know, I, I roped them in, we all wrote songs together. Like it was just this normal part of life. Um, which I feel like it is I feel like imagination and creativity is really normal for kids like they're always Mm -hmm. in some kind of imaginary world and all of them draw they're all artists you know and then I think at some point most of us just learn to put that away um and I didn't get the memo so I just (laughs) kept doing it um so yeah I feel like it just kind of was this natural evolution of just being a kid I guess I just never really stopped being a kid in that way um, which I'm happy about so yeah I've always been writing songs um my parents started me on piano when I was young and then I got to choose a second instrument so I picked up drums um I still don't know why I chose drums I don't know what inspired me I just told my parents that I wanted to do it so I'm really blessed to have really supportive parents um So yeah, that was kind of my journey and then just kept going from there and exploring. It was always, it was always music for me, I think, um, over, I I danced and did other things too, but music was the main, the main passion for me. 
Well, I love that. I love that you just didn't grow up. Like, I think that's such a great line (laughs) because I do feel like so many people, you know, as young adults, there's so much pressure from be it your family or other sources just to kind of figure out what you're going to do. So I love to hear that your parents were supportive and encouraging in your dreams because that that's just incredible. So was there ever, was there ever anything else that you wanted to do creatively besides music and songwriting or was it just always music for you? Um, I think, well, we used to, my mom used to keep these little scrapbooks when we were kids, um, like yearbooks, you know, and it'd be mm-hmm. like, now I'm 10 and I want to be an astronaut or whatever it is. Right. Anyway, I looked through mine and I think my first career that I ever wanted was a visual artist. Okay. And then my second career I wanted was a vet, which I think when I found out that you have to like put animals down and there's a lot of blood and stuff, <laughs> I was like, never mind. Um, so yeah, I think I, I, did, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but from yeah. about like 10 or something onwards, it was always drummer, um, which is interesting to me because now I wouldn't say that drumming is my main passion. Right. Um, but yeah, aside from music, I, I, I love, I love all creativity. I think it's so amazing. Um, I also uh, have been writing a book, which Ooh, yay. <laughs> I should ask you a lot of, um, a lot of tips because I know that you've published, you published books before, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is so incredible. And congratulations on finishing oh, them because you. like, <laughs> It's not easy. It's a big um, task, definitely. It's huge. It's huge. I started. I started writing a book um, about almost exactly a year ago um, okay. in quarantine. It was an idea that I had for such a long time. Uh-huh. Anyway, I finally was like, "Now's the time. I'm going to start it." And about like three weeks after starting, I was like, "What am I doing? Like, why? <laughs> why? It's huge. It's such a huge project." So anyway, I just really I have a lot of respect for people who have finished their books <laughs> in progress um and then other than that um fashion modeling I I really I love that world too that's more mm-hmm. of a I would say a newer dream it's actually I've always it's always been a dream but a newly have found permission I guess mm-hmm. to go into that yeah so. definitely well I love yeah. that that's so fun I'm really excited well later we're definitely gonna have to talk about your book stuff because that, that's that's really fun <laughs> I always encourage people like you I feel like everyone should at least write a book once in their life like even if they because like, everyone has a story to tell and it's just like even if it's just mm-hmm. for you and like your your children in the future like I just think it's such a great experience uh, for people to go through so I love that you're doing that yeah, also, a hard experience. But yes, <laughs> a very discipline needing experience. Absolutely, sure. yes. It's it's kind of like mountain climbing in a way. Like you have to be very disciplined to like get a marathon. To the top, but yeah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I also love what you said um, about you know the other random things that you were interested in as a kid, like becoming a vet, because I feel like that's so relatable. Like we kind of have our dreams and then we have like these random five second interests as a kid where we're like, Oh, I want to be a fireman or whatever. So yeah. And then you actually learn what it is. And then you're like, that's, yeah, I didn't want that. I just wanted to like hang out with animals. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'll just adopt some kittens or something. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, I love that. So it sounds like the community that you grew up in, you were pretty um, plugged in with other creatives. Do you, I know that for some of us, like depending on how we were raised and um, the types of families we were in and communities, it can kind of feel like as a creative, sometimes you can feel like a bit of a lone ranger um, that you're kind of struggling to connect with people who really get your dreams. So what was it like for you? It sounds like maybe you did have a supportive community or were there ever times in your life where you were like, I just need someone who understands this? <laughs> totally. Um, I I feel really blessed to have parents that have been super supportive my whole life and really really never asked questions or were like okay like what's your plan b you know moving to la like you know (laughs) Uh, they've just always been like go for it and I think that's such an amazing picture of God's heart for his kids you know just to be like go for it like no fear no doubts Mm -hmm. just like try it and see what happens so so they've been really incredible to me this my whole life um 
other than that, I, I think kind of coming into like high school kind of age, um, when people were actually starting to think about what they wanted to do, I think that's when I started to feel quite different from mm. most of the people at my high school, especially since in South Africa, the the creative industries are not as big or like as okay. developed as they are in the States. So it's kind of like not, it it is a viable career, but you would really have to like make, you know, figure it out, right. make it mm-hmm. maybe, maybe more so than you do here, just because the mm-hmm. amount of opportunities aren't as many there. Yeah. Um, so I think that's when I started to feel like, you know, oh you know we'd all my friends and I would all dance you know do the school choreography whatever mm-hmm. um but it was like it was fun but then you know one of them wanted to be a lawyer and one of them wanted to you know be a teacher or whatever mm-hmm. everyone had their like this is what I'm going to do afterwards like this is just fun time and then right get serious and real life mm-hmm. stuff so I think yeah I think I did feel a bit different I think I've always I've always been like a really like a dreamer kind of I don't know if you know the Enneagram at all oh yeah uh-huh okay I'm a four okay <laughs> like super like yeah you know, I feel like I had this whole internal world growing up that mm-hmm. um I kind of kept hidden and secret and I think it was probably good because I don't know that it would really have been understood um right. mm-hmm. by normal people who are going <laughs> to do normal things you know so yeah. I, I always had this kind of um yeah internal world that was really it was me and God it was where I met him in my imagination and mm-hmm. um I, you know I was very thankful to have some prophetic words and stuff that I kind of just treasured and locked away um in my heart you know when there's that verse where um the angel tells Mary that she's gonna have Jesus and then yeah. it says she treasured it in her heart like she just mm-hmm. you know it's almost like um that quote from Lord of the Rings where he's like keep it secret, keep it secret. <laughs> <laughs> something like that keep it safe yeah. keep it safe. anyway that's kind of how I felt like mm-hmm. when we're dreaming where I just felt like this sense of almost God just like covering me and just yeah. um so my external world and my internal world yeah I mean they were the same but but there was a lot going on on the on the inside right. that I didn't show and a lot of dreaming yeah. and stuff um yeah. so I, th- I mean honestly yeah having my parents and having God is <laughs> very helpful yes definitely and I think that I mean I think a lot of our listeners can probably relate with that feeling of kind of just having that sense of knowing that you are set apart for something and that's not to say that yeah. you know that these careers are any different like that if you're creative you're more set apart than anyone else but it's just kind of like when you have that calling in your heart and you know it you don't really just go tell everybody because it is something that's so sensitive and close to your heart so I think that's a very relatable thing and also a good reminder like if you if God hasn't brought those people into your life yet that you can trust and open up with in that way like it's really wise to just keep your mouth shut for a while like don't be like Joseph like don't go blabbering on about your dreams like it's yeah keep quiet sometimes (laughs) totally and I think there's also something about like um the the dream or the revelation maturing in you before mm-hmm. before you share it because I feel like it's so easy it's so easy to be discouraged it's so easy to share something and someone not receive it well and then like you're questioning your whole life right, right. yeah so I feel like it's been really important for me just to like I feel like only like this year I feel like I'm really starting to kind of like verbalize and kind of mm-hmm. shift into like this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do. And I feel like this whole time has been a process of almost like the seed of me believing in myself and believing God, like believing his words and, and like learning to trust myself and learning to trust um, his character, that he is the kind of dad that actually wants me to follow my heart's desires, Mm -hmm. which is a huge thing that we can get into (laughs) Um, there's so much there (laughs) I know um but yeah I feel like it's you know it's like a seed and then a seed is so easy to I don't know eat (laughs) your birth yeah yeah. 
that was a bad analogy but um you know it, it has to grow and then it can become something that's actually like formed in you that you believe like okay I believe in myself and now I really do so even if I get rejected it doesn't matter obviously it hurts and it sucks but you just keep going so yeah I feel like there is a maturity process that's really mm-hmm. important in that yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think especially as young people too, when these things are sprouting in our hearts, they're so exciting and it can be very yeah. tempting to, like you said, just take that little seed and toss it over to a friend that just might not be in the same place. And I think, and even if they are in the same place, sometimes it's just not for everybody to know everything all the time. And so I think that's just a great yeah. reminder to kind of, as we are excited about things, like we don't have to tell everyone, we can talk to Jesus about it. You know, like he knows he put that there and he can share that excitement. So I think that's just a great reminder to let things grow and develop and to let that process continue because God's got a purpose for every stage and for the waiting and for things not happening right away. Yeah. And I think it can be, it can be confusing, you know, because if like you, you see like who you are, you know, you know, your potential and mm-hmm. you're like, you know, doesn't everybody see this <laughs> on me, you know, and it can be confusing that other people just, they just don't see it. But I feel like, you know, I mean, Jesus probably felt that way when his brothers were like, that's just our brother. Like, yeah, he's not God. Like he's, you know, we grew up with him. Like it's normal. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there is yeah, there's just wisdom, I think, in knowing who who God has allowed to, to see you and who can mm-hmm. help you, like, fulfill your potential and get to that point and who, you know, for whatever reason, and it, it's not even the person's fault that they can't see you. I think a lot of the yeah. time God purposefully doesn't show other people because he wants it to be a process that's between yes. us and him and he mm-hmm. wants to develop something in us that we don't need other people's approval and encouragement and affirmation and blah, blah, mm-hmm. you know, to keep going that we like, okay, no, like, I get it. I know who I am. So I feel like it, I just feel like it's a really good process and it's, yeah, it's a lot of things. It's like confusing and weird <laughs> and you're like, I don't know, like maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. So relatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Well, I love it. It's such such good reminders. Um, let's see, so many places we could go here. Um, I feel like God is always so faithful to like, he takes us through those hidden seasons and then he's, but in the midst of that, he's also faithful to bring those connections into our lives and those people who are going to see in the spirit, they are going to see some kind of potential or calling and, um, be able to give like an open door or a key or an opportunity, or even just a word of encouragement. So I would love to hear if you've had any special moments like that in your life that stands out to you, where like, how did you kind of go from, you know, just this girl with the dream and then starting to see like actual opportunities or not even things that necessarily had to be fulfilled yet, but just like words of encouragement or others that came alongside you where you're like, oh, I'm not actually alone in this after all. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, Again, my parents, I think, um, yeah, they've just always been super supportive and not even like super verbal necessarily, but just the fact that they, you know, I went to music school to study music, like my dad sent me there and, you know, and that was it. Like he didn't, he wasn't like, okay, but what are you going to do if it doesn't work out? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The fact that he didn't say those things and he just, it was just like, yeah, of course. Um, that spoke so much to me um and I think you know it's always those it's always those little little encounters with people like sometimes random people or sometimes like like I had a friend who we were roommates in college for a couple of semesters and then she went back to her country and I haven't seen her again but just in those few months that we got to know each other she was one of the biggest supporters of my songs in a way that no one really had been before yeah. because no one had really heard them either mm-hmm. <laughs> there was always this like little secret hidden thing that you know no one yeah. really heard um and so I cannot like overstate how important those people are and how important being someone like that it can be like for mm-hmm. someone else mm-hmm. um where it can just seem like such a such an insignificant thing just like a an encouraging response to a song whatever but when you haven't 
had any and then you get one it's like I'm not crazy or me and that person are crazy but (laughs) if one other person likes your music maybe there's another person somewhere in the world and then maybe there's another person you know so it you know it kind of if you just need one you just need one person to believe in you but actually you don't even need one all you need (laughs) all you need is yourself um to believe in yourself because I feel like you and God is like the most important Mm. is the most important part um so that, that was kind of that was kind of confusing. <laughs> no, that's so good. That's so good. I mean, the, both of those things are true. It's like, yeah, don't you, we, you know, we're talking about other people and encouragement and how powerful that is. And like, praise God that it happens. And he puts those people in our lives. But at the same time, yeah. we still don't need them technically. Like he is everything. Like he's put this in us, but yeah, he's still so good to bring those people into our lives. And and to you yeah. know, be kind of like the phrase, like Jesus with skin on, you know, just someone to be there and to encourage. Mm-hmm. And even though we don't technically need that, he's still so good to give that to us, which yeah. is awesome. No, totally. I think, I think there's also something to be said where I feel like, um, I feel like I've been on this whole process the past, since the beginning of the year, maybe where I felt, I felt like I've, being in this hidden season um you know dreaming and secret Mm -hmm. and creating things in secret and um I felt this shift coming into this year of like okay now it's time to start actually like moving forward and which is super exciting to me because I'm (laughs) I'm kind of like a a doer I love doing stuff so when people (laughs) not people when God is like just rest I'm like it's oh, so hard okay <laughs> yeah it is really hard and really important um but coming into this year I feel like I, f- I just have felt this kind of like galvanizing I don't even know if that's the right word but that's the word that I've been feeling this galvanizing of like like inner strength almost like mm-hmm. um yeah I don't even know another word to describe it but this sense of like me coming like into myself, like believing in myself, believing mm-hmm. probably like for the first time, fully believing in myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always, I've mm-hmm. always been like, oh yeah, I feel like I have potential. I feel like I have something to give to the world. Like I have mm-hmm. something special, you know, which <laughs> I'm, I'm sure so many of us relate to because it's mm-hmm. true. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the first time, I, I'm like, I fully I'm starting to believe in myself to the point where I'm like, it's okay. Like if nobody else got it, I would still know that my creativity is good, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's beautiful and it's exactly what it's supposed to be. And God loves it. And just coming to that point of like, I, I love it. I love it. Like I actually love what I'm creating and that. That's awesome. Yeah. That has not been <laughs> for a lot of my life. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I kind of forgot what we were talking about. (laughs) No, it's all so good. I feel like, I think our brains are very similar in like the rabbit trails and going all over the place. So this is just like a real conversation, guys. It's so good. Yeah, (laughs) it's what happens when you get two artists on a call and then you just, but that kind of really sad. And then, you know, anyway, we need someone like more organized to keep (laughs) us, keep us on track, but it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, like an accountant or something. Right, just a different brain that can, organize it and put it all together like we need a producer like in the conversation too (laughs) next time we'll do that sounds good so I guess let's see again there's so many different directions we could go but one highlight story that I think that our listeners would probably enjoy hearing about is how you met your husband because I know a lot of our listeners are still single and they have dreams and they love the idea of connecting with someone who has similar dreams or who can like compliment one another. And so I feel like your story is kind of fun in that aspect where I really do feel like you and your husband have a strategic partnership. So I'd love to hear about how you guys first connected and like at what point you knew that this was what God had for you. Um, okay. So my husband and I met at church in LA. Um, I was dating someone else at the time And so it's actually like, it's a really, 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 really long story. So I won't go into it. Um, But at some point, 
I would love to tell it because it is like it literally blows my mind because God was so specific and so intentional with both of us separately and we had no idea so like he had all these words and confirmations and blah, blah, blah. like he basically knew that I was his wife while I was still dating someone else but obviously he was like <laughs> he was like yeah not say anything <laughs> yeah um but anyway it's this whole long beautiful story I I struggled with a lot of um anxiety when it came to dating it was just kind of like uh, I think probably a lot of Christian girls could relate to that like it was just like a scary area and um not an area where I really had been um taught or like given like empowered in any way it was just kind of mm-hmm. like shut down so um so I came into dating with a lot of anxiety and um so I was like determined not to date anyone um after my relationship ended with my previous mm-hmm. uh previous relationship um so I was single and I was happily single and I was did not want to be with anyone at any point. <laughs> and God totally set me up and I was really mad <laughs> I was so mad because I was so happy to be single um, <laughs> And I will say, like, to, to anyone who's single, like, it's so good. Like, enjoy it. Enjoy it and do whatever you want. And <laughs> eat at whatever time you want and cook whatever you want and go wherever <laughs> you want and hang out with your friends as much as you want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, marriage is incredible. But, like, you will not regret living up your single years. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so, basically... Uh, we ended up going on a songwriting retreat um, and most people were supposed to be there for the first half of the week or the second half but for some reason both him and I were there for the whole week so we had this whole week in the in a log cabin in the woods surrounded by family and and then he sang me a song (laughs) kind of like a Disney movie you know songwriters retreat music songwriting yeah (laughs) if you want a good love story just leave it up to God that's all I have to say because he really God really likes this stuff that's what I that's what I had to realize was (laughs) I think because my parents didn't necessarily like get involved in this area of my life or want to talk about it I think I kind of assumed God didn't really care Mm. but then I learned you know this is one of the most important decisions and like pieces of your life is who you do it with you know it's kind of like make it or break it not not high stakes at all like because you know but but just to say that God obviously really cares about it and he obviously thought it through (laughs) so I think yeah just leaving it up to God he put us together he he did he sent us to this retreat and um it was so romantic everything was beautiful I felt safe because we were with family so mm-hmm. I could like process the anxiety and stuff that was coming up for me so anyway um Jez my husband sang me a song out of kind of out of the blue like we hadn't talked <laughs> we had kind of like chemistry and then he was like hey can I sing you a song and then he just sang a song about like how much he like thought that I was his wife kind of thing oh and goodness. I was like, <laughs> it was like it was crazy but it worked so yeah <laughs> it was cool. and I I asked God for a lot of confirmation because I was really scared at that time and so I asked him I wanted to see a shooting star with Jez if it was oh my gosh <laughs> if it was and then I did and then that wasn't enough for me so then I wanted um I wanted a rainbow and then one of the kids came up and drew Jez a prophetic picture which had a rainbow oh my goodness. all over it and wow. then that wasn't enough for me and then I was like okay last one last one I was like can I just get like a giant tick or a giant cross like yes or no um, <laughs> and then for our first date we went out to eat and I was walking to the bathroom and I walked past this Nike building and this huge giant glowing tick mm. like the same yeah day the check mark wow yeah <laughs> and so I was like okay and then even after that like even after we started dating I still had moments where I was like ah. um and just like you know seeing his name and license plates and double rainbows in the sky like you know like what I'm yeah. trying to say is <laughs> God is really good at this kind of stuff and he really loves to be involved and he's super romantic so I would just say trust him like 
just trust him, talk to him about it, let him in, like let him into this area and, and just see what he does because <laughs> I have full faith in him as a matchmaker. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. That's so fun. <laughs> and right. I mean, my husband's from Australia, you know, so he took someone from South Africa and someone from Australia and brought us together. So, so fun. I love it. it. Yeah. So good. Okay, so now that we've covered some of the basics, I feel like we, I'm so excited to dive into this next topic. And I remember actually the first time that I heard you talk about this and um, it just, I can't even tell you like how much it ministered to my heart and how much it blessed me. So the topic and the question is this, how do we as Christians actually have permission and like can give ourselves permission to create art and music and stories that a lot of people might label as secular because so for example like if you're a songwriter it can be very tempting to think oh I have to write worship songs and you know Christian radio songs I can't really write love songs or just fun pop songs because that's secular like I want to be just focused on God and I know that for a lot of creatives that can be such a mental battle like if you feel called to be writing other music and it's like, but I should probably be writing a worship song. So I remember that you had a lot to share on this topic and it was also good. So I would just love to hear anything that you want to speak into this subject. Thank you. Um, okay, yeah. This, this struggle of like feeling permission to go after your dreams and do what you want has probably been one of the biggest struggles of my life like mm -hmm. long long term yeah like wrestling it out um I think I think I've struggled with it so much because I I think I've just had a lot of religious mindsets that are so subconscious to me that I didn't mm -hmm. even it's like hard for me to kind of right think differently um and I grew up in church and I think I've always I'm a, I'm a four wing three on the Enneagram. The three is like the performer kind of person. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've always been like very achievement driven. And so, you know, taken into a church context, I've always been, you know, I've been a really good Christian, right. <laughs> you know, in inverted commas. Um, so I've been really good at religion, like very, very good, you know, um, and it's death. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> death. So um, true. <laughs> like, so anyway, I am still in process with this and I'm still mm -hmm. coming out of this. Mm -hmm. But in the past year or so, I have really just seen so many mindsets kind of, um, yeah, just fall off, which has been so <laughs> like, <phew. laughs> yes. um, and so a couple of a couple of resources that have really changed my life I don't know if you've heard of a book called The Artist's Way no okay The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron it's like okay. a I okay I should be a salesperson for this book because <laughs> I talk about it like at least once a week with someone I'm like you should do that but I actually think that it's changed my life it's kind of a little bit too soon to like for real say but I feel like it <laughs> but you're pretty that. sure it did <laughs> I'm pretty sure um it's like a 12 week it's a book so it's a 12 week course and then you read a chapter once a week and there's like different exercises and stuff but the okay. way she like mothers you into mm. your creativity it's more it's even more about it's not just your creativity it's like how you relate to yourself like mm. your your relationship with yourself which is huge and like how what you think God thinks about your creativity and the artist way. I right there we have it. There's our answer. We need to go grab that book right yeah, now. <laughs> totally. And then the second, um, the second thing that's been really really helpful to me, I've been listening to this guy called Chris Blackby, um, and I've listened to a lot of teachings and a lot of podcasts and preachers and stuff throughout my life but there's something that he carries that has broken me out of shame and religion to an extent mm. that I have not had before um so I've been listening to him pretty regularly the past week uh yeah um 
So those two resources have been amazing. I think it's also, you know, I mean, obviously God leading the way, leading me yeah. to what I needed to to read and hear. Um, but I think that's so much of it, so much of the question of like, am I allowed to do such and such? Um, I think just really comes down to who we say God is and how good we think he is. Yeah. Because I think a lot of my life, I didn't actually believe that he was good enough to want me to do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. I felt like you know as a Christian I had to like die to that and I had to do something that I didn't want to do yeah. you know and I probably would end up being a missionary somewhere that I didn't want to live and I was okay with that I was like okay like I want right. to do that mm-hmm. um but I think just my whole mind has been like I think I've just been coming to know God and I mean I've been wrestling with these questions for a lot of my life um of like can I really pursue the desires of my heart um and I think I've just really been coming to this place of realizing how good God is and I think a lot of it comes down to what we call him as you know that um there's that scripture that story in the new testament in one of the gospels where um jesus is telling a story about the i don't want to mess this up because there are two that are kind of similar so hopefully you guys will get the idea it's somewhere in the bible you can read it (laughs) it's in the Um, bible you'll find it (laughs) yeah you'll find it but there's like the talents i think it's the one with the talents and it's the whatever the one five and ten or one two and five certain amounts of talents and the one with the one hides it in the ground Mm-hmm. and then the taskmaster comes back and or not the master comes back and then he's like what did you do with it and he's like I knew that you were a hard taskmaster so I buried this in the ground because I didn't want to lose it and so the master's like okay you say I'm a hard taskmaster so I'm going to be a hard taskmaster to you and I'm going to take that away and give to the other ones I might have just mixed up two stories but but you can read it like it it is there mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. um but the point being like the the servant believed that that's who the master was Mm. and so out of what the servant was saying this is who you are the master was like okay this is who I am Mm. or like when when he when Jesus meets the centurion I think it is where the centurion's like you know my daughter's sick but just say the word and she'll be healed healed Mm -hmm. and Jesus is like you say that I can just say the word and she'll be healed okay I say the word and she's healed. So obviously I'm not saying that like we decide who God is, but I think that there's a part where we're so powerful in how we choose to relate to him. So if we want to relate to him as servants, he's like, okay, like, yeah, you can be my servant. Like, amazing. Thank you. <laughs> you know, or if we're like, no, I want to be your son or like, I want to be your bride. Like I, I'm calling you as so good that you do not require me to be your servant. You have called me your son. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying that you are. Then he's like, okay like that's what that's the kind of relationship that you want with me then here it is um so I feel like there is this element of who who do we say God is like how good do we say he is you know do Mm -hmm. I say that he's he's good enough to give me a whole bunch of desires make me as a person with a personality and character traits and dreams and desires like and then be like, but you can't have any of those because this is a test to see if you love me. Right. You know, is he, mm-hmm. like, is he that good? And I'm, I'm not saying that he doesn't ask people to do things that they don't want to yeah. do because everyone's journey is completely different. But mm-hmm. I think that's the thing, like figuring out for your life, for yourself personally, like who is God to you and what is he saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how much permission do you have? Ah, anyway, so it's been like, it's been like a, a long, 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 long road for me with this. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think I've, I've only just really been like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to call you as this, this good, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if I end up being wrong, you'll tell me, <laughs> you know, like right, it's, it's, exactly. not, it's not high stakes. I feel like religion mm-hmm. can make things so high stakes. Like, yes. oh, like don't mess up like check your heart you know check your heart check your heart, check your heart like <laughs> get you and I think it, it all just comes yeah. down to like who is he is he is he a good father like yeah. my dad wanted me to pursue my dreams is God a good father or not you know 
yeah. that's what it comes down to so mm. and everyone's journey is so different like his relationship with everybody is so different it's like mm -hmm. so unique and he fathers each son in the way that they should go you know so yeah. everyone's path will look completely different yeah uh, but yeah that's been kind of some of my like unlearning I think I think a big a big thing that I felt like he told me um a couple years ago was I was looking out I was standing on a balcony looking out um at a river and some trees and and I was wrestling with this as usual <laughs> and I felt like God was like look at the trees and I was like okay um and then he was like do they have like you know Jesus like written on them <laughs> or like you know like, they're like all the shape of a cross you know like no <laughs> they're just trees like they're just mm -hmm. like you know doing their thing and <laughs> and they give him glory just by mm -hmm. being them you know they don't have to be like I'm a tree with a little tag that says Jesus you know it's right, not it's right. just like by being who they are so I really believe that the way that we can give God the most glory is by being our real authentic selves like mm -hmm. actually being who he made us so yeah that's what I'm going to go for. So good. No, and I think that you're able to speak so much into this topic because you're actually, like you said, you've been on this journey and you're continuing on this journey and you're just going to continue to get more revelation. And I know that for me, some of the things that you shared, like that tree analogy, it was just like so revelatory. I was like, well, of course, like, like, and again, like you said earlier, we have these very subtle subconscious things that we're not even aware of that we have all this religion in the back of our heads where, you know, it's something that would, you know, make you think, oh, my song that I wrote is not really that great because it's not a worship song. And it's like, but if we go back to that analogy that you just shared, like if my personality enjoys writing these types of songs and I think they're fun and I enjoy them, then it's like, would God not delight in that as well? Like, would he not look at that tree and be like, oh, you know, you should be more Christian. Like, you're not really yeah. as Christian as I want you to be. But he's like, no, he loves the uniqueness of that particular tree. And so I think that's just beautiful to remind ourselves of that um, and to connect that with our own lives. Yeah, I 100% I agree with you. And I feel like there's so much power in authenticity, which I'm only just like like I've been on this whole journey of like um really becoming honest with my feelings you know honest with like what I'm thinking or like you know I feel like there's this part of religion that is always hiding you know yeah, you're always performing so you're always trying to like fit in the right box like always mm -hmm. you know you're just trying to be nice you know smile 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 you know <laughs> you know like, oh like how are you doing ask lots of questions you know I feel like there's a part that's not honest and mm -hmm. and so you're not even there you're not present because you're just you're acting you know yeah. but I think for me I didn't even really know who I would be if I was there because I never you know I was so good at just like fitting in the the mold right um so I feel like there's just been this whole deconstruction that I feel like God's been doing in me where I've just been learning to be honest and feel my feelings. And if I feel angry, I'm going to feel angry and that's fine. You know, <laughs> I just feel like, Oh man, like life is so much better when you just are like, you just chill, you know, you just <laughs> and it's okay. And Anyway, and so I feel like out of that place, out of like really allowing yourself to be yourself and allowing yourself to rest in who you are and knowing that that's enough and you don't have to manipulate yourself, you know, so it's like 75% you, but then like just take out a little bit and then like add a little bit of the yeah. space that religion wants, you know. Mm -hmm. I feel like in that authentic place, that's where real art comes from. That's mm -hmm. that's real, you know, that actually mm -hmm. touches people because they can actually resonate with it because it's real. It's not like some cookie cutter like thing that you tried to yeah. create because you thought that you had to. So, and I feel like there's mainstream artists where like the content of their art might not be something that I would really want to consume, but 
there's something about their art that really resonates with me just mm-hmm. because I feel like they are being authentic. Yeah, that's and true. It's, it's like, I, I don't understand it yet. I feel like yeah. I want to get more revelation on it, but just the power mm-hmm. of authenticity. It's like, because you're actually present. And if you're present, Christ in you is present. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. so powerful. Yeah, so I just feel so like we can't, we can't, like, we can't keep trying we can't keep like acting and being in these shapes you know and then and then trying to make music that we're like okay but I think that they're gonna like it like this or you know Mm -hmm. or like writing Mm -hmm. I tried to write songs for church I couldn't do it and I asked God you know I was like can I should I like make my sound sound different so that people can sing it in church and he was like absolutely not like (laughs) really really firm about it he was like mm. oh do not do that so I'm like okay so you know, <laughs> we do these worship songwriting retreats and I feel like I'm like sorry guys <laughs> my songs just sound like pop or whatever it's like uh-huh. what comes out of me so um but I just feel like that that is what heaven celebrates you know heaven mm. celebrates authenticity heaven celebrates real like us really being there even if it's messy it will be messy it's fine (laughs) so yeah that's kind of been another part of what I've been like learning Mm -hmm. yeah I love it it's so good and it also makes me think of um you know where Jesus speaks and he says depart from me I never knew you and when I was younger, I always used to think, oh, I got it. I have to know God. Like, I have to know him. I have to know him. But he said, I never knew you. And mm-hmm. I just find that really interesting because it's like, I just picture, you know, people not being themselves. It's like, we're just praying religious prayers or we're, you know, putting one face on over here and then we have another life over here. And it's like, no, he actually wants to know us. Like, like you said earlier, like if you're angry, if you're upset about something, like tell him about it, talk to him about it. Like that's the real, he wants to be part of our real everyday lives, not just our perfection when we're feeling good. And when we we feel like worshiping, it's like, let's be real. Like God, like I know I'm supposed to worship you, but I don't feel like it right now. So like, I just, here's where I am and I'm going to sing, but I'm so sorry if my heart's not in it, but it's just where I'm at right now. And it's like, religion doesn't let you do that, but relationship does. And that's what he wants from us Mm -hmm. just to be, just to be real. So that's such a good reminder. And of course that's going to bleed into our creativity because if we're not being real in life, how are we going to be real in our storytelling, in our songs? Yeah, (laughs) totally. Because creativity, I feel like it's just like an extension of, of you you know it's like the god god the creator create created and he created us and we create you know it's just it's like breathing it's just like what we do so yeah no i i totally i totally relate to that um on the on the worship music thing i've been on a whole journey with that too where i haven't i feel like i'm confessing something now (laughs) we should call this we should call this like journal entries with emma i feel like you're just like ripping open uh, your journal. <laughs> i know i hope anyway whatever it is what it is um but um i i haven't listened to worship music probably for the last year or more mm-hmm. and because i haven't wanted to and it hasn't resonated with me so i haven't you know and it's it's been amazing (laughs) and you know this is just my personal journey like yeah I love you know I don't I don't even need to say this but if if a worship song is speaking to you that's incredible like I'm not saying anything bad about worship music at all but it's just where I've been where I have been listening I listened to the new Justin out Justin Bieber album not the Christian one the other one (laughs) justice um (laughs) And I, I cried to like so many of the songs because I felt his love. I felt his love for his wife. Yeah. You know, I just like, it really moved me. I've just been crying to pop music the last year, guys. <laughs> so I feel like what you're saying is so relatable. I feel like it's kind of like the thing that a, a lot of people are thinking but don't want to say. Like I've gone through seasons where I don't really want to listen to worship music either or especially like, Um, contemporary Christian music it's like you just there's something 
that, and I'm not talking about everybody, like it's so easy to talk in generalizations, which is, you know, I don't mean every song out there, but there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of um, copy and paste and formula and um, just machine and just like these generic cookie cutter things that we're talking about. And so I find it so fascinating that like your heart is resonating with artists and music that are being a hundred percent themselves versus you know, maybe songs that were just written for the purpose of like, oh, can we get this on the charts? And so I think that's a really great topic. And I think that's so interesting. And I really do think a lot of people would secretly relate with that. Like they might not say it out loud, but they might be like, wow, that's actually true. (laughs) I'll say it for you guys. (laughs) There you go. And we'll say it for us so we don't have to. (laughs) I'll I'll do it. Um, Yeah, no, that's so true. And I remembered what I was going to say. I feel like a lot of these labels and like constructs, they're like human made, you know, God didn't make them, you know, I, I feel like God sees people, you know, and then he's like, you know, I know this one and this one knows me. This one doesn't know me yet. Like, I don't know what else, you know, like what kind of, I don't think he's like, Oh, these are cool kids. These are not cool kids. Uh, (laughs) These are the, Mexican people and these are the Swedish people you know like I don't think that he sees us with these like imaginary boxes that we yeah. see. you know like like Paul said um in Christ there's neither male nor female Jew nor Greek you know like I feel like in Christ it's like none of that exists and so I feel like these boxes like oh this is worship music and this is not worship music mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. this we can sing to God but this, if it comes on in the radio and you're singing it in your car, you cannot sing to God, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think that those come from God. I don't think that those mm-hmm. make sense in heaven. You know, I think in heaven, it's like, it's like art that has life in it because it has the spirit of God in it or like art that maybe doesn't. I don't know you know like I don't think and I and I think that both of those exist in both the worship world and the secular world I think there's some secular songs that are much more anointed than some worship songs because of what you said because I feel like they came out of a real place Mm -hmm. and I feel like all people are made in the image of God like all of us if anybody is being themselves they are being somebody who's made in the image of God so yeah it's true Mm -hmm. yeah so I just feel like there's all these like you know rules and stuff that mm-hmm. are not even real and yeah. and they're and they're so subtle because we grow up in them you know right, and, exactly. and you know whatever they serve their purpose like but I, I feel like it's just really healthy to kind of you know like yeah ask questions question things exactly yeah. yes no I think that's so good and I just yeah, I feel like we really do have so many mindsets that we don't even realize that we have. And so I think that's why conversations like these are so good. And I do feel even if anything, like giving people permission to ask questions, to have these types of conversations, to wonder why if they read a Christian book and they don't really feel anything from it, like they don't feel like they got inspired or that God spoke to them at all. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Like I know I've had people that, you know, are like trying to read the latest devotionals and they're like, I just, I feel like there's something wrong with me because I'm not getting anything out of it. And it's like, maybe they got more out of reading an old classic novel, you know, and God really spoke to them through it. And it's like, we, like you said, we just have to get out of the boxes and, um, you know, let him lead. And again, of course, like, Mm -hmm. please know that we're not like trying to replace scripture say, oh, don't read your Bible, read an old novel. Like that's not it. (laughs) Like, I think everyone listening knows our hearts in that, but it's just, kind of a good reminder and a challenge to like if you have those questions like that's yeah. okay. and probably your friends do too so like if you're brave enough to talk about it you might be surprised at what people have to say <laughs> totally and I feel like you know I don't know imagine imagine someone told Walt Disney like you know actually your characters aren't Christian enough like you know you should actually you shouldn't be making movies at all you should be on the worship team in church you know what I mean like we would the world the earth would have missed out on this gift I'm a, I'm a big Walt Disney fan Me too. <laughs> we would have missed out on this gift that is the wonder and the magic and the beauty of Disney movies and Disneyland and you know I feel like there's so much of God's heart like 
in the Lion King? Oh. Like the father's yeah. heart or like <laughs> any of the princess ones where it's like Jesus as like, you know, the romance, like mm-hmm. there's so much magic and the, and the fact that all the animals speak and like <laughs> everything's a song. And I, it's so heavenly, you know, it's it so beautiful. It's and I feel like if somebody had, you know, if Walt's, I don't know, mentor, <laughs> like, yeah, but just make it a little bit you know mm, and just mm, mm, and kind of I feel like it would it would have sucked and honestly would have sucked and none of us would have watched any of it and Disneyland wouldn't exist so I just feel like you just gotta go for it you just gotta go for it you like if if you're trying to use your gift and put it in like a context that is not lighting you up is not gonna light anybody else up you know it's not and I feel like you just gotta go for what you want. You just gotta do it. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So good. All right. We just got our cheerleader session. She's cheering us on. <laughs> I'm cheering you guys on. No, seriously. Like I really, I'm really excited to see this. I'm really excited to see more of us, you know, cause who's going to change the world? Like we are guys it's gonna be us you know so I just really feel like the devil is is sneaky at trying you know it's effective religion is effective at keeping you going in circles going around the same mountain wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years like wasting your whole time wasting your whole life you know so I just feel like why not like take a risk take a risk on God's character and just go for it and you know, he'll direct you, he'll, he'll show you, he'll lead you, he'll teach you, he'll father you, because that's who he is, he's not some hard taskmaster that's, like, waiting at the end, but he's not going to tell you, he's just going to be like, "Mm, she's messing up there, yeah, she's messing up there, and, you know, and then at the end be like, you sucked, (laughs) (laughs) he's not like that, he's right here, and he's leading, he's fathering, and it's okay, mistakes are okay, like, we're growing, we're kids, we're learning, so, yeah Yeah. I just I'm pumped like I'm really pumped (laughs) for all of us to really just unleash like unleash who we fully are because that's when the world is going to know like that's when the world is going to be like what like yes anyway so so good yeah Awesome. Well, praise God. I love it. I'm just like so encouraged. And I know that all our listeners have been super encouraged as well. So Emma, thank you again so much for taking the time to chat with us today and just to share your heart and like open your journal. I know that we have all benefited from it and just, you know, you just being that example of authenticity, like you're not just talking about it, like, oh, being real is great. It's like you decided to show up to this conversation and actually be real. And so I just think there's so much value in that and just really appreciate you taking the time to share your heart with us thank you yeah it's been honestly it's been so fun as you can see I'm fired up now I'm <laughs> like, like ready to go <laughs> yeah yes. so thank you so much and I feel I feel so honored you know I'm I'm so in process like all of us so I just feel really really honored um to be on here and yeah I am excited to to see what happens with all of our creativity Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to give you the opportunity to give any plugs if you want. I know that you've kind of, you've been in a hidden season and so you don't have a lot out yet, which I think is super exciting because people can kind of like get in on it before things start to be released. Um, What's (laughs) the best way for people to connect? Like go to your Instagram or do you have any Um, anything people can check out? Probably my Instagram. Honestly, I think I posted on Instagram like maybe like four times last year. (laughs) Super low key. But I think I probably will be posting a little bit more now. And um, definitely I'm working on some music at the moment. Um, I actually, I'm not a producer, but during quarantine, I started producing some of my own music um which was fun so I'll probably be releasing that at some point soon and then working with like actual producers too for um some fun projects coming up so that will be fun yeah so um my Instagram right now is hey Emma Fowler (laughs) h-e-y-e-m-m-a-f-o-w-l-e-r um 
which may or may not change. I'm kind we'll of, see. yeah, we'll see what happens. And yeah. I mean, there's no boxes, so anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I hardly post. All right. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> Cause then if something were to happen and you actually posted, then we would like pay attention and be like, wow, we should go listen to her new song. Cause she posted something. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I'm so excited to announce that you can grab your free e-copy of The Idea Revolution by checking out the link in our show notes or by visiting unlockingyourpurpose.com. That's unlockingyourpurpose.com. By downloading my free ebook, you'll get an exciting sneak peek at all the amazingly fun topics to come on season two. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate this podcast, and share with friends or on social media. I truly appreciate all the love and enjoy hearing from you, so don't hesitate to reach out. I'm Livy Lynn, and until next time, keep dreaming.